wonder what I'm going to say on my intros. I want to exit from this despair. I want to also give a warning to other creatives. Create like it's your last. Because with the reversal of role, they're not going to stop there. If you have something meaningful to say that is going to shed light and bring happiness to the world, you better do it before the conservatives decide. And that's how I want to begin my day every day, creating something new, interesting, and that's educating and expand the world instead of bringing darkness. never thought when I started this podcast it'll it's three years now it'll be four years soon that one I would continue to have something to say um I didn't know the importance of my voice and how much people are actually waiting for the next episode so when I got notified by Podbean that I had hit 50,000 downloads I was really excited I was even more excited when I checked right before I recorded this section that I have now reached 60,000 downloads. And I know to some people that's a really small number, but the way podcasts work, there are like over 12 million podcasts out there. What's going to attract people from to listening to my podcast? And what keeps people coming back and downloading previous episodes, wanting to know where I'm going to, what I'm going to say or where I'm going to go next. That's the cool thing about this podcast, I think. You can tell just from editing that I've upped my game as far as the audio. Great big ups to Brighton Media. I wish they would advertise. So... I can actually get that revenue. Also, knowing about how to advertise your pod, your podcast. You're going to probably see within the next 48 hours, as I cruise to 60,000 downloads, um, you'll see my podcast advertised within the Podbeam uh, app. So look out for that and click on it. And so people, more people will know and... I'm just looking for the day where I'm going to be notified from Cadillac or Good Health or Ramen Noodles that I am going to be, uh, they want to um, advertise on my podcast. That's what I want. I want to basically present not just a vehicle for entertainment, but also a vehicle for advertisement so I can actually make this my lifelong dream of it's so funny i used to get yelled at for talking to myself now i kind of talk to myself but now i have an audience who would have thought i was in practice all these years so i'm just excited about where i'm going to go oh also big ups to me i made it to the quarterfinals of um the veil uh film festival the section on tv pilots um, I'm still shopping. 
uh, my Black Woman Down um, screenplay. I'm also going to start taking it seriously to continue to work on who's checking for us uh, about the disappearance of sex workers and trans females um, in the South. It's kind of a thriller. It kind of is not an out uh, Peel, what's his name? Jordan Peel presentation, but I'll take it if he wants to put the Twilight Zone slant on it because it has that kind of, it is a, definitely a horror movie, um, but I need to do a whole bunch more work on it. Um, it is more action filled. I just got to get down the uh, technicalities of getting the screenplay uh, finished and presentable to float around to the 2023 festival season. So be on the lookout for that. And congratulations to me. I usually do not like starting this show with nonsense, but I needed to speak on two things. First, the midterm elections are less than a week away. I'm proud to say that I actually voted early. Um, I know I made sure that my vote counted. Um, for all I know, I wrote myself in for the 11th district. I could be a state senator, but because I was definitely not going to uh, uh, vote for the only Republican running for that race, I just can't see... I can't see what the deal is about this red wave, these radicalized Republicans that are more, that they would take a person with close head injury and, and a hypocrite and completely not fit to hold public office. I'm talking about crazy Herschel Walker down in Georgia over um, the pastor of the iconic Abyssinian Baptist Church. I always say, state a separation between church and state but in that race Herschel Walker needs to go sit down somewhere and all donkeys to the Republican Party that will allow his dumbass to be to take that seat the same thing with Mehmet Oz up in Pennsylvania why are you running you are obviously stupid don't do it y'all do I would take a guy that is recovering from a stroke versus that fool, that turncoat. I would take anybody over people that will align themselves with these MAGA fools than anything. Also, what doesn't make sense to me is these people are being activated. The guy that attacked Nancy Pelosi's husband I will put his picture as a donkey, but I'm not going to let his name go on and trend in infamy. I'm not going to contribute to that. What I am going to stand up for or against is why are you going after Speaker Pelosi? Because you have, because that's an indictment of poorly treated mental illness and people that will use your, to 
for some point. It's like something clicked on in his head that coming after Nancy Pelosi because you don't have the mental capacity to control your impulses. Why be that way? And why are these people allowed to walk around among us with hammers and attack innocent people? That is what that is indictment of the whole uh, the whole look, the whole feel of that just feels wrong. And nobody's and it doesn't seem anybody that's appearing to do anything that makes me very sad. And I wish for her that she that somebody is going has increased the protection, not just on her, but anybody that stands up for right. Because these MAGA fools and these radicalized people are utilizing people for their own gains, but for what? And the same thing, I didn't talk about this because I had pre-recorded a lot of this, um, but a lot has happened um, since I recorded my subsequent sections. And one of those things is how do you piss away $2.5 billion? Y'all need to ask Kanye. He lost over a billion when he walked away from the Adidas deal, but he, when he basically uh, had that hate speech against um, the Jewish people of the world, everybody came and walked away from him. Balenciaga, Gap, um, and what he, and Donda Academy closed for a hot minute. That is his academy in Calabasas, California, that I guess is dependent on his uh, donations, and he created it. But all of those things melted, almost melted away because he thought even in his throes of a complete breakdown that nobody, was, he was untouchable. His godlike concept would protect him. However, he went up against God's chosen people and thought that he was God. That, that to me basically proves multiple things. He needs to be Baker Act. He needs to get back on his meds and people, all everybody that used him when he was in the throes of a mental health crisis, you need to be penalized too. But I have to give the biggest donkey. I can't imagine pissing away $2.56 I'm playing the lottery because I want just a portion of that type of loot. But I can't imagine losing it all because my mouth talked me out of my blessing. Who does that? Hey, did y'all see that game yesterday? I thought I was... Um, hearing things or seeing things we played the bears played chicago 29 to 49 whoa i'm gonna have this um in um the long podcast notes and also just some highlights of the game it was definitely a throwing game uh the cowboys would go on to score um it looks like they basically score every single um, quarter with the last being and the feel good for the field goal in that last quarter. Dak looks 
like he's back to himself, at least this footage that I, I saw with it being a Gallup parlor uh, reception. It seems like the offense looked like they had found their groove on just unless the defense of the Bears is just that bad. Um, I'm excited for them. What about you guys? Um, the Bears not doing so good at three and five. Uh, Dallas is doing a little bit better at six and two. Let's see if they can keep up the momentum. Let's see if both lines can stay as healthy as they possibly are. Let's see if Dak Prescott can stay uninjured. Let's see if he can stay in the pocket and get it up the field and let's win more games. Let's get to the playoffs for the first time in years. How about that? I don't know where I'm going to put this in the grand scheme of things. I probably will talk about, I'll probably put it right smack in the beginning of the show before I start talking about Ratchet TV watching because this all goes to my fascination by Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and this artist that I'm going to be highlighting. And then I just thought about that. Um, <clears throat> The whole renaissance of Atlantic sound, Atlanta sound coming out of Atlanta is been since the late 90s and TLC, which I have highlighted um, in depth in this week's um, AMP episode of the my drive home um, at four o'clock. Um, I inherited, as most people I've said on previous shows that I've inherited a remarkable collection or cache of records from my father, at least well over a thousand, maybe closer to two, not sure. Haven't counted them, but we'll probably will do that soon. Mixture of R&B, funk, jazz, etc. Um, in the past couple of weeks, I've been highlighting girls supergroups from the 80s, 90s and the early 2000s. Um, and this week was heavy on groups like TLC, um, Escape and Jade. Um, I did have Destiny's Children in there for funsies. And I believe, let me go back. Of course, I always have the Fugees, but they're more Miami, I think. Um, but I did... Um, add to I Want My Daddy's Records, um, the playlist um, on iTunes, um, and I have so many more hundreds of probably records to add, but why did I go to this? I don't think, and Vogue is actually out of um, California. They started in California anyway, and Destiny's Children um, with uh, the great Beyonce is originally from Houston. But all of these, oh, A Tribe Called Quest. Let me see, I'm gonna have to look that up. Where, are, where is, oh, I can't do that. Stop, stop, stop. Um, origin of a tribe. I think they're from the Northeast called Quest. Exactly. Um, St. Albans, Queens, New York. 
uh, back in 85 with Q-Tip and Fife Dog and DJ. <clears throat> I actually added them in, even though it was a, the great girl super group of the 90s. Um, I wanted to start the show with Scenario, um, but the influence of all parts of the country on the culture and the sound, the crunk sound that is Atlanta, um, basically, and just the whole hip hop culture in general, how it contributed to the great girl supergroups that came out of Atlanta um, and all over from that time period. And you can't get around it. And if you tuned into my show on Mondays, um, I don't know if I'm going to continue to do the show. I'm actually still going to explore my sync license because I think it's important for me to be able to freely play all of these thousands of records that my father has and be able to record um, and play when I want to and not be um, at the mercy of um, AMP. Thank you for allowing me to use the licensed music, but it kind of sucks that I can't. There's no replay option on it. The chat option is cool, but there's no replay. But anyways, and I say all of that to say is because also in this past Sunday's um, New York Times, they basically featured um, what section is this in? I think this is an arts and entertainment. They highlighted the rapper. Uh, little baby and I was actually intrigued by who the heck is this young um, oh there's another um, Buster Rhymes he looks like a young Buster Rhymes uh, from back in the day but his story is one of intrigue I was intrigued by it because I realize he's a young man, but he's had a really hard life. He actually served a pretty significant bid in state pen in Georgia. But also uh, he grew up. He came or was during his mother was actually during the time when the Atlanta child murders uh, were happening. And I find it, it I find it interesting in a lot of respects because that molded a lot of the rappers like T.I. and several of the other rappers that were born or and actually knew Wayne. They knew the guy that was accused of murdering all of those young kids. They grew up in a time where paranoia, they couldn't go outside, they couldn't grow and they I couldn't experience fully childhood because something was hunting them and nobody took it seriously. You know, I believe the Black Lives Matter, the whole consciousness grew out of that scenario because nobody was checking for them. They had somebody with that a monster within their midst because his mother basically said, we knew this mug. And they traced it back to him and nobody cared. Um, until it got international or national, uh, but nobody cared about the little black children that were coming out missing and murdered. And I think that's the same thing that has happened over and over again um, that we even see up until today. And this has cultivated and created these hip hop stars out of this tragedy 
um, in this collective PTSD, we have these amazing artists um, that are still creating in spite of all of this trauma. And then I had to go back because I did not know if I would recognize anything um, that he did. Now, granted, he's not the baby and definitely he has not been canceled for homophobic uh, rants, but he actually has uh, released what his 10th release since 2017. Um, and he's taken the charts by storm and it's called it's only me. But I was like, do I know anything from him uh, previously? Now, if you navigate to uh, my iTunes um, playlist, I've created Atlanta classic crunk and I'm adding him because I didn't know that he was drip too hard. And he also is uh, featured or is, um, yes, indeed, probably his first single that was released in 2002 is Freestyle. Um, not sure if I can get with California Breeze from It's Only Me, uh, but he actually has Never Hating with um, young thug that I'm also going to add because I think it has that that classic Atlanta crunk. You will also note that I've had it. I've added young jock because he's actually dropped so many albums since 2017, a bunch of singles. Um, too hard. Let's see if I recognize. All of a sudden. With money bag, yo, I don't know if I've ever heard that. I probably have. Freestyle must be a re-release on that, because that was dropped in back in 2017. Maybe they meant that, but let's see. This is classic. Um, seems like fight, uh, stripper club music. So, but that's okay. Um, I like the beat. I like the driving. I like the driving. Um baseline of it that is Atlanta crunk. I'm also I added young jock um and I'm also what about little scrappy? What when was the last time he released anything? I see his wife bam glowing up, but I didn't realize that she was one of the models that was with the group of girls when um, Kirk was wilding out and having a midlife crisis, he and Rashida were supposed to be taking a break. Um, well, they really weren't on a break because you can't really do that when you're actually actively married and not legally separated. But this was a little group of girls that um, the no neck having uh, uh, hip hop publisher Mandy. Mancini, not what's his name? Can't remember. Light skinned brother. Fangin, what is this? Oh, he actually released some new music, Beat King and Sukihana. Let's see what this is. Money in the bank. Oh, this is oh. See, this is the music that my cousin um, Jason. Had introduced me to like rap music. 
Um, I am. It is so funny. He cracks me up because he and my now my nephews are keeping me um, on lock uh, with um, the just with music in general. Now, since he's been married, not so much. But this is the kind of stuff that I thoroughly enjoy. Um, Thangin just was released back uh, just this month. Um, it's with Suki Hana and it's cracked me up because he they actually um, Suki is actually on Love and Hip Hop Miami. Let me check this out. And I also want to make sure that people also know that. I am completely I'm only playing a small bit and I'm hopeful that I'm not going to get banned because of copyright infringements but all of these guys um have been out since like the early 2000s i don't know if my dad actually liked rap music all that much i'm actually gonna have to go through um the records to see if he actually had any of these groups um, that were actually contained because this may be what I actually have for my ride home for my last October show on AMP um, because it is completely hysterical to me that um, I'm right down the road, like an hour, 45 minutes from the uh, right from the center of Atlanta. Um, and all of these great artists are right down there and I have known or have been aware of their music more so before the pandemic when I actually drove and listened to the radio but now I'm basically for myself rediscovering a lot of this music again and I know it is just so uplifting but you can actually enjoy all of these without copyright infringements um, if you navigate um, to my full iTunes playlist, which is called Atlanta Classic Crunk and Beyond. I'm going to have to uh, modify that um, to basically enjoy the full scope of this level of music coming out of Atlanta. And you can enjoy it wherever you listen to my uh, wherever you actually listen to music, create your own podcast, not just on iTunes, mine, but also um, you can pull it, probably pull up most of these songs on AMP as well as on Amazon or on Spotify and let these guys and just basically stream them to number one, because that's what it's all about. And I'm going to go and continue to listen to these guys um, and also enjoy Love and Hip Hop. Actually, Miami ended um, that show. The reunion show was kind of lame. Um, I'm waiting to see what's going to be going on in Love and Hip Hop Atlanta uh, because I don't know what's going on with Bam and Little Scrappy. What I was alluding to is we wouldn't know who she is and I don't think we would have the success who she is because basically she was a struggling um, uh, video vixen and did these hosting these parties before she actually married um, Little Scrappy. And now they're having all of these issues, but what doesn't help with them is his mama is off the heezy, but for shizzle. So I hope you will not only um, enjoy the playlist that features his and Young Jock and a lot of other the Atlanta artists, crunk artists in general, um, 
but also uh, stream the last couple of episodes of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta because it is completely entertaining the ratchetness that's going on um, with this group group of black individuals. Very bougie, very but not never basic, and also messy and entertaining. So I have taken my day to. I'm actually uh, out and about. I'm in Cookville, um, Tennessee, in my electric car at Electrify America. And it's just really, it's great knowing that West Tennessee and just basically Tennessee in general has embraced the electric, the EV car movement. Um, Given the fact that most EVs maybe get to 280 to maybe 300 miles uh, per full charge. And then we have accessibility to ports to recharge. I think it's a great thing. And even with the problem of us voting Republican, because this is clearly a Democratic uh, way to... uh, to be cost effective and to uh, release our dependence on oil. That's one of the things that keeps me uh, in the state, the accessibility to things in general and accessibility. Why have an electric car if you can't go anywhere? Because you're you're relegated to a very short distance if you can't if you don't have access to charge. And this was actually on my way um, to um, where I went today. I was actually in Money Pond, Tennessee, uh, at the general store looking for dried apples, which they're out of. Um, But I did get my sorghum syrup, um, and I'll just make my uh, hot apple pies, um, fried hot fried apple pies um, next week because that means I'm going to have to go back, come back out here. I think a day trip also in Tennessee this time of year and particularly this fall has just been great because I have access. I'm seeing all of the leaves change and it's just absolutely glorious. My road dog literally, Ethel May, Ethel. She rode with me. She did good. I bought her pillow. She chilling like a villain. So now I know she did. She does relatively well with sedation when I do my long trips home. But these short day trips um, to Tennessee looking for food, she actually did extremely well with also. But. I say so big ups to Volkswagen, big ups to my Uber driver that hit me to Muddy Pond and all of the Mennonite workers in Muddy Pond. Y'all actually have made my day. Now on to the real stuff. Let's see. Pull up my notes. I did something to my other iPhone and... I don't know what actually happened to my notes section on that, 
I may have accidentally, I maybe hit something um, on the background for all I know, but go figure. But I've been talking to my friend, um, what, what was I saying? I'm just texting my aunt back just to let her know that I am in Cookville. I got my sorghum syrup. Syrup. No dried apples. But I did buy some pies. <laughs> I did buy. Um, I talked to my friend. I don't see. I like or I have become really interested in relationships, just relationships in general. And I've been talking about it on my show and the whole idea of dating at my age or just in 40 over general is a bit daunting to me because I don't like going outside. So, but I do have friends that are outside and are in relationships and they are dealing with things. So my friend, Yvonne, big ups to her, sent me this article that I'm going to dedicate this section of the show on, you know, while I got how, how long to a full charge, 35 minutes. I'm, I'm going to spend a fair amount of that time just talking about men in general. And in particular, it feels as if the intent and the tone of this article that she sent me was men as emotional gold diggers. So here we go. In 2019, I wrote an article explaining how men are emotional gold diggers. The older women I spoke with whose children had become adults revealed they were secretly waiting for their husbands to kick the bucket so they could go live their best lives with their lady friends, golden girl style. They were over being unpaid therapists, cheerleaders, life coaches, porn stars, best friends, entertainers, maids, mommies, to adult babies. Raising kids is way harder than it should be, especially in the United States, where mothers receive little to no help from the government or their employers. But women are getting sick and tired of raising men. Yet women are more likely to stay with a lazy, entitled husband if there are ch kids involved. So the Pope is actually right in a way. It is risky for hetero couples to not have kids, specifically for the men. Who's gonna take care of all of these straight dudes if women don't want them anymore? And those are facts. I can basically I bet this is applicable, not just to hetero couples, but what about all of those uh, LGBTQ couples that are in toxic relationships? Because I am in a group of women, the, not just the never been married, but the never had children. I've never had to make um, the decision um, to terminate a pregnancy. I've never had the pleasure or the displeasure of going through a pregnancy. I don't understand. I only 
have access or have dealt with kids because of my role as a pediatrician. I'm so sorry if some people were forced to like Mercedes in Pea Valley to have her kid, but she said once she at 15, that it has not been my experience. So I will be damned if I do finally get into a relationship and I'm put in to the role as someone's mama when I've never had to be that and especially to a grown ass man who does that that's not that that is not my intent I don't want that role I would have made the decision to have a child by adoption or otherwise before I had a hysterectomy I don't want especially at this age to be thrust into the role of mother I like taking care of people's kids I like having fun with my like my niece and nephew and then go and then giving them back also I am into ignoring people. Also, this also, the emotional gold diggers are people that continue to take and take and take. And it doesn't matter if you're in a relationship with them. It's people that could be your so-called friends. I'm not a therapist. I'm not your mama. I And I don't... I'm not volunteering for any unpaid position. As I said, I would never make a good missionary because I don't do free. I I don't, I'm not going to take abuse or a lot of other things or anything else because I don't want to. I simply have no desire to be emotionally gold dug (laughs) if that is a sense and this is another reason why I'm grateful to just have really great uh, friendships Um, it would be great to go out on dates it would be great to be in a relationship but I don't feel the need to be in a relationship I don't have that strong need to relate to someone like that because one of this one of those reasons is because of this. It is really difficult. I don't think I would, I couldn't tolerate this. I couldn't, I have, the last time I actually was in a relationship and the guy presented to needy and I just couldn't do it. I can't even be relationship scam because of my lack of need um, to be in some any form of connection, even though it's only by direct messaging. So, again, if you're trying to hit me up on Instagram or any other social media platforms, 
uh, for any relationship scammer, I'm not the one because I don't really have that need um, to be a part of someone's life. And I also, I don't want to be a part of someone's life. I don't want to complete someone. You basically are actually are going to need to be complete before we actually can get in a relationship. One, because I'm stubborn. Two, I'm really set in my ways. And three, I don't really want to work that hard for free. So, and I'm doing anything for free. Now, being my age, I'm well over 50 now. And I thought I was going to be island hopping or hopping around Europe uh, for my 50th birthday. But I ended up having crab legs and ramen in my uh, newly purchased house. It wasn't so bad, um, but it was kind, but I spent it by myself. So now that I'm getting out and trying to experience and recover from the trauma, which was the Panorama Pro-V, I'm now learning about things about that, how unsocialized I've become and things that I don't think about uh, as I get back into humanity. Um, it seems like people's feelings have become uh, very, very sensitive. Everybody has lost or nobody has a thick skin. Nobody wants to be criticized and nobody wants to be told the truth. So therefore, I don't talk to a whole bunch of people because I ain't got time for all that. But then I've become a little bit more, I guess, caustic in my reclusive ness mess. <laughs> when I started doing this part of the podcast, I looked at who was actually listening to my show. And it had the vast majority of people that listen to me on Anchor and AE Spot, EG Spotify are between the ages of 49 and 55. So I started thinking about what things that we in that demographic would be interested in. And there are a lot of single uh, women in that age, either never married, um, newly single. Um, Some are desperately seeking relationships and connections. And then there are other people like us that are real cool being by ourselves. And there are also people kind of like me, too, that are also exploring um, the what ifs of it all and what it takes to live in a healthy, being in a healthy relationship with yourself. Um, I can't comment on many things if that's not my experience. Um, And I'm finding it, since this is called Tenfro is Reading, why wouldn't, and I don't go to a bar, but some, maybe these are the topics that people my age would talk about if they went to a bar. And I basically discovered a really great community, online community, um, over 40 and dating on Reddit and then there's some other crossover between medium uh, subjects that pertain to people the same. Some are nightmares, some are not. 
some are just real true blue experience with people just wanting advice. But what I am interested in are those stories, um, nightmarish or not, and some realistic things. And I always find it interesting that I'm finding out more and more that I have been out of the game for a minute. And there are a lot of things that I don't even think about. For example, I don't have a lot of friends. Most of my friends are have either been in long term relationships, they have kids or they have been just newly divorced um, or they've been divorced for a while and they still kind of out here. Um, Then there are people. But very few of my friends seem to be like me. I have never been married and I have no kids. I find it interesting that if I really wanted to be around people, I would have to consider multiple things. So when I came across this article um, in social cue section of this was this past Sunday style section, and this is probably one of the reasons why. um, This is one of the reasons why I have subscribed to the New York Times, even though I've never lived in New York. I've only visited there, but I've been fascinated by the old gray lady for a number of years. So it's under, this is by social cues. It says, we said adults only. And it also trips me out how people will write to the New York Times. Um, I don't know if they write it in such a way that they hope to get put in the paper, but a lot of people bear their soul to papers and podcasts like the read and they go in. It's five o'clock and I'm absolutely sipping on um, a nice dirty gin, gin martini. Um, this was one of those days where it's absolutely needed. I like sitting on my couch, recording my podcast, holding my dog playing with her little feet, rubbing her little head, and just enjoying my life. When you're at this point, at this age, and I have so much to be thankful for, and I value my time, and what a better way to spend it. But anyways, let's get back to the point of this section. It says, we said adults only. My wife and I host parties for about 30 people. I wish I would put 30 people in my house, but anyways, And always specify on the invitations that they are for adults only. Kids require supervision and can get cranky. And we want to create a relaxing atmosphere. Still, we are inevitably asked, can I set up my son with Legos in the corner? Or our sitter fell through. Can we bring our six-year-old? Hell no, bitch. It's stressful to have to repeat our desire for adult gatherings. And it makes us feel like bad guys. If we made exceptions, we would feel bad for the parents who hired sitters and we don't want kids. Why don't these parents get it? They seem pushy and selfish to us. Adult. It's not easy being a host these days and parents asking to bring young children to parties after they've they were explicitly not invited. is just not one problem. I hear from hosts whose invitees don't respond to invitations as requested, then show up anyway, or invitees who do respond, then bring extra guests or even dogs without asking permission. Here's my theory. 
Fewer people are giving house parties and seated dinners now. More often we invite a few friends over to hang out or we socialize in restaurants. So some of us lose sight of the hard work and stress it takes to give a party. We're out of practice at being good guests. Now, I know it's no fun to tell a parent that her child is not welcome, but if that's what it takes to give the party you want, do it. And don't feel guilty about it. I agree that asking for exception from the clear language on your invitation is pushy, but we all overstep. That's not limited to parents. The next time someone does say, we're sorry, you can't find a sitter, we'll look forward to seeing you another time. (laughs) I love that. But I wish somebody would bring their little raggy mouth kid up to my house. And then there's one because I've been talking about dating um, and issues in the past um, several episodes. But this is one person that wrote in called Widow. Um, Easing back into dating. My beloved husband of many years died 18 months ago. Recently, I thought I might be ready to date. I met a man who is funny and understanding. And we went on four dates. There are issues. I am 65. He is 78. Wow. I nursed my husband through his illness and don't relish doing that again. Also, he's quirky. He has invited me to visit him at his winter home for three weeks. But after I said I'd like to take a few days to visit friends nearby, he sent a nasty letter telling me he is blocking my calls and emails. I know his behavior is unreasonable, but I'm having trouble getting over him help. I am setting aside my rule against giving bossy advice, but good riddance. Exactly. Keep it moving, girl. You are a relatively new widow. Find someone easygoing and not mean. The last thing you need is a three week confinement with a man prone to temper tantrums. Exactly. Can you imagine if you get holed up in this dude's house and get snowed in or something and he's wilding out? Girl, bye. Ain't nobody got time for that. He, I'm glad he showed his colors before you got on a plane or drove in that car and got locked up with this fool. And that's essentially what the um, host or the writer of this column basically said the same things. There are certain things that you can't tolerate. And people show you who they are. And when they show you who they are, girl, believe them. Don't try to put more into it. But and the best way to get over crazy is to find somebody else uncrazy. But you can take your time. I know that you think that you're older, um, but you just got out of a long term relationship and someone that you were really close to and you nurse through their terminal illness. So don't think you have to jump into anything um, because time is running out. There is a, a fruit for every tree, girl, for the most time. And if there aren't any, girl, go to the Mennonite community, get you a dry apple, keep it pushing, find something else to do. Or still go up there and visit your friends because now you have the freedom to get out and about. That's what life is all about. The experience, right? So Rihanna released her album um this past friday you know i just realized there was a lot of things going on um over the weekend i got out and actually caught me some rays um but this was her first single um in the last six years um she's been taking the world by storm with her fenty line um and i just wanted to ask 
she uh, always sounded like that, huh? I don't know if I like it. Maybe it'll grow on me as I listen to it some more because the um, uh, Wakanda Forever or Black Panther 2 drops on um, the 11th, just 11, literally 11 days away. Um, I think I'm more excited, even more excited about the movie uh, more so than that single release. I'm interested in the optics and the costuming and the the cinematography. Um, I'm definitely excited about that more so than the single, but I guess it'll uh, grow on me. Uh, Rihanna's Navy don't come after me, but anyways. Um, Also, BravoCon, I watch a lot of trash TV and the Real Housewives series Potomac in Atlanta. I kind of wait for the... um, reunion shows, but evidently BravoCon was a thing, Um, multi-million dollar affair, Um, Giselle, Robin, and all the girls were there, Um, and I watched clips of it, the shadiest of all shade um, panel was probably the Potomac panel, Um, Candy's mother needs to go sit down somewhere. They say she's just really cranky. <clears throat> but I'm glad they represented. And the girls don't have Silas. It took them a couple of days to get their merchandise um, together because Robin actually has a store um, that seems to be doing really well in addition to their podcast. I'm still trying to figure out how they got sponsorship. They don't have as many as listens or downloads as I do, but they're on the Black uh, Creators um, Network uh, that was put together by Charlemagne, um, and they are and they got a iHeartRadio sponsorship. I don't know how they worked that out, but I, they have a whole production team, and it's a good affair. Um, and you're going to need something like that if um, you're going to have the show actually pay you instead of you having to pay so much to produce the show. So I'm excited for them and kudos to them, big ups. Yo, I just realized this is the third year that I will be participating in NaNoWriteMo, which is the National uh, Novel Writing Month. Goes from November 1st to the 30th. Um, I wrote or rewrote, actually, no, I finished my first book, Not My Family, And what I'm intending to do this year is to um, complete the writing of my script. They're not checking for us. Um, Probably take that Skillshare class on screenwriting um, as well as plan some day trips. Kind of Tennessee. I'm going to the Mennonite community um, this weekend and I'll probably have my first posting for that by the start of November 1st um, as well as um, plan day trips to Atlanta um, to check out all of the new the or the existing restaurants from the cast of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Yanni Smith and her family has opened up a new restaurant um 
Candy Burris is not on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. She's actually one of the real housewives of Atlanta, but I got to do check out her spot. I know her chef was actually shot there. I don't know if it's still open. I have to check that out as well as the bistro by Rashida and um, her husband. But I say all of that to say is I'm sitting here um, also in November. Um, My goal is to spend as much time enjoying this house that I work hard (laughs) to maintain. Um, My dog is losing her mind, which she's actually kind of funny. She's a big scaredy cat for a dog, but she's funny, though. I need to figure out why I got all these gnats in my house, and it's probably because I used to sit with the door open. Even with the screen, they somehow got inside of my freaking house, and it's very annoying. Um, Also, it didn't help that my big pot with my daylily actually has um, had standing water, and I had um, I put up want my um, peppers to dry, and maybe they were attracted to that. So I'm going to do some actually cleaning um, intermittently this weekend um, to basically get to kind of basically just um, control a lot of this stuff. So. I'm also excited. And again, I say all of that to say that I am sitting here at my in on like a short break to uh, plan uh, Thanksgiving. I'm not going back to Virginia um, until the week after Thanksgiving. Um, and I want to basically, uh, I'm going through this, um, Chesapeake's, I mean, I'm from the Virginia, um, the Chesapeake Bay area. And I, when I did go home, I have thoroughly, um, enjoyed food and I love food. And in particular, uh, seafood. So here we go. I am going I'm actually going to stay recording while I order hundreds of dollars worth of seafood. One, because I can. And two, because I want to plan. I also want to um, plan um, how I used to do uh, before the pandemic. I plan on, as I said, I'm going to the Midnight Community, um, the general store um, this weekend. Um, plan on looking for uh, gifts, etc. Not only for myself, but for family members. 
um, if my sister can go uh, shopping for her Christmas, um, her Christmas uh, blankets, I definitely. And why not plan for it? Since it's basically just going to be me and my dog, um, I am going to be getting those foods that I would want to eat and enjoy. I don't anticipating. I don't anticipate inviting people over because that's not how I roll. But what I do anticipate. is being able um, to I anticipate enjoying how I like to. For example, I got to figure out if the Cowboys are going to be um, the show, the game is going to be playing in my market. I plan on going to the movies that day um, and just basically enjoying life um, and good food. And what better place to do this than through this great because I've absolutely have ordered from them before. So I need. I basically um, need to let's see I'm gonna have to get my discount code uh, order what the stuff that I absolutely like and they make it the website itself if y'all go to cbcrabcakes.com You'll actually, I hope you would actually enjoy the, it appears that the website is up and rolling and I wish I missed this um, special because they sent me the, uh, they actually sent me the, uh, what is this? The magazine or and I think I missed. Oh, I got the ten dollars off anyways uh, because they sent me that code. But the website itself is still very, very easy to use. Um, I basically did a once over. And I'm basically ordering. What is this? Um, Southern crab pie. It finds what I'm looking for really rapidly as well. As making it very easy for me to order it. 
that onion soup. I think they actually, their colossal crab cakes are the bomb because the amount of lump crab meat to breading is like 15 to 1. So if you actually ordered that, you would be in for um, a great surprise. Let's see. I'm going to get the stuffed mushrooms with crab. Stuffed mushrooms. Stuffed mushroom casserole. No, I don't want that. Crab stuffed mushroom caps. I don't really, and I kind of like not doing a traditional um, a, a traditional Thanksgiving because one, they say that turkeys are going to be sky high and I'm the only one. I don't even want to eat turkey breast. Um, and I had smoked turkey wrap uh, with bacon one year. It was all right, but you know, it's all right. <laughs> Let's see. They got chicken them and asparagus Asiago spears. Let me see. I don't think I want that. I saw something else. Here it is. Um, artichoke puffs. Roasted red peppers, feta cheese. That looks good. And that could actually be my vegetable instead of uh, greens. I'm just saying. And what is that? Lobster cheese bites. I don't think I've ever had a lobster mac and cheese that I've actually liked. So I'm going to pass on that. But these bacon wrapped scallops, I think I've had these before through them. And as long as I don't overcook them, I should be. I think I sh it should be on and popping. Let's see. I did see. Um, I may ha actually end up eating this earlier. Do I want sweet potato casserole? I mean, you can't have Thanksgiving without a sweet potato. These gnats are no joke, little dog. I did see some uh, mushroom, the mussel, and oh, here it is. They also have something called a garlic and shrimp mussels. The bomb. that may or may not make it to the table that day, but I am just going to try my hardest to refrain. And their lobster pie pies are on point. It's four of them. So I think I'm going to round this out with that. 
and no dogs or my dog does not like um seafood wow so i'm going to pause there i'm going to wrap this up wow even the standard shipping that early girl <laughs> I wonder if it makes a difference if I could get it this week still it's the same wow so with all of that said um, I'm getting uh, my food together for a, just a magnificent kind of let me go back maybe I'll get it a little bit early get it by the 8th since it's basically the same freaking price which is hysterical to me uh, because, oops, I have a gift card. No, catalog source code. C B two seven two zero. for later use this is my MasterCard I sit here I don't know $10 off I don't even actually even help with the shipping group they tripping so it's really weird that it doesn't allow you to Um, I'll have that gift card, shipping address. Ah! And I think it's their gift card number. Why don't it, don't it let you put all of this stuff back in? Apply discount code. Okay, here we go. I thought they were tripping. Nine six nine seven seven nine. Okay, that's a nice little coupon. Proceed to check out. Now let's try this again. Well, shall we? They make it really easy um, to. Uh, get your food. You can select the date that it ships. Actually, it doesn't really matter the day, even if it's after, like, like if you wanted it by the beginning of the month, it's basically the same price. So basically, you can get a separate day. 
um, like me, I'm shipping it later um, because I need to make sure I need to clean out my freezers. I got a whole bunch of food from me and Ethel that basically needs um, to get dealt with. Um, also, I got to make sure that hey monkey, I don't have any food. Ethel's trying to act like a real dog. She cracks me up. For real, for real. Make it very easier that I can um, verify my credit card that I'm using because by thumbprint, sometimes that can be pretty obnoxious, but today it's not. I'm not going to save cart for later use uh, because um, I don't want to get later that somebody's hacked their system. But I am going to go ahead and place this order and enjoy my day. The first part of having a great Thanksgiving, I guess, is planning what your entertainment is going to be. Great food company, if you have it and people that and only be around people that don't get on your nerves and are not trying to kill you uh, with um, COVID, I already had it and I've been, I'll probably get reboosted with the Omicron variant one. Also, I, uh, will be watching the Cowboys, um, as well as I'm um, going to the movies. I'm probably going to save, um, going to see Black Panther or Wakanda forever, um, on Thanksgiving. Um, and I think that's what I'm going to be thankful that I'm alive and doing well. Any day that I can have good food and I'm not in pain, it's a good day. And I encourage people to do the same. Plan to do and be around people that make you happy. Don't make excuses. Don't swallow uh, your feelings or Tolerate being around people that you don't want to really, <laughs> really be around. That's work people, acquaintances, etc. I spend too much money to not feel relaxed enough to be around anybody that I don't want to be around. That's why I don't invite everybody with every all kinds of energy and crazy stuff into my house around my dog. I don't want to go out like that. And if it causes people to not want to be around me, then so be it. I ain't invite you here anyways. But I want everybody to plan on being having a really being thankful Thanksgiving and then also planning for a great Christmas. Is anybody completely tripped out about the ending to House of the Dragons? I don't know. I know I'm tripped out. And you know this is not a go-through land. What the fuck? Um, I also, I need to get some cash <clears throat> from Volkswagen. I think there's so many people that are interested in electric cars and just being out and about and talking to people about the pluses and minuses of having an electric car. They need to give come up off the cash. I mean, for real. 
but getting free electrify america for i guess i still have a lot of time or charge time on the card that they give you when you get the car i forgot to tell them that but anyways as i was saying i am just blown away by that last episode and if you have not tuned into my show before you know that I don't do a full recap because I can't do it justice like Rod and Karen from the Black Guy Who Tips podcast their last and final (laughs) recap was freaking hilarious from going through all of the scenes um, addressing the violence that was at that period of time which I know is false because there were no dragons in before times um, to um, Raneria's uh, face, um, how she went into premature labor and then birthed her own stillborn baby. Um, and then to they had to Takaris the baby's body. And then I still didn't understand to the fact that her son basically was eaten alive by the biggest dragon that her own half-brother stole from his cousin's children. It's just very too confusing because she's married to her uncle and so her kids are actually also her cousins but it's just the whole family line is just very confusing but as i say i'm listening to the black guy who tips as i'm watching waiting for my car to charge um and rod and karen are freaking hilarious and the how they interact with each other and it's a comedic um take on the show itself they basically say they don't read they have not read the books they don't want predictions but i invite you guys to go to that podcast not just listen to the recaps because they are hilarious but to the rest of their shows because they talk about everything they talk about why they don't f with um a lot of these uh movements um like the fat shaming the anti-fat shaming movements, etc., because they have they more are misogynistic and narcissistic, um, and they are tone deaf. And he does not believe that you actually have to agree with them. You can have a discourse, but he doesn't like to force. He doesn't want to be forced to be with any of these. What the bottom line is. You got to listen to the pot. You should. I would consider listening to the podcast because he is obviously a comedy writer. Karen and her country ass just inserts very country things like uh, pr- pronunciation of Rottweiler. That was funny. And I didn't know it was some ghetto ass drink. I'm just. I'm actually very happy that my cousin turned me on to the black guy that tips um and i've been listening to the podcast for a number of years now and since sometimes the read is actually posted late um i like listening to uh crystal and kid fury but he also has to take many 
uh, mental health breaks because his mental health issues are real and he's dealing with them. It sounds now he seems to be in a more positive place, although I think he still is going through an episode of depression, at least this time. He doesn't or has not said that he's suicidal, but yeah, y'all, it's been that bad from that podcast. And I also uh, listen to um, uh, Ratchet and Respectable by Demetria Lucas, but sometimes she, now that she lives in Ghana, has been um, hopping from country to country and the motherland, she don't post consistently all the time. <clears throat> but her show from last Tuesday where she interviewed um, um, Nicole Moore, I think that's the woman's name, who is an ex-employee um, of Planned Parenthood, um, was worth also me embedding in my um, show notes because this is, and I think I actually had a whole section on this. There are very few places that we actually can feel safe. And Planned Parenthood, I once worked with someone that I absolutely hated. He, But I, I have come to use this saying because he used this saying because I know he was a dumbass and he was lazy. But I am going to use it because... I firmly believe this. Don't come to me with problems if you don't have a solution. Cool. The problem with Planned Parenthood is they got people in it that look like you and me, black and brown people, but they're still doing white supremacy, white racist shit. So where else can we look for um, and to protect our reproductive rights and to be able to have a, a air of inclusion for African-American and other brown people. You have to look to places like um, Plan C, which is another organization that is for minority women and protecting police uh, uh, reproductive rights and not just giving the appearance of inclusion. And also uh, women like Leslie Welch, um, who actually in her push in Michigan, she actually has a birthing center and other uh, services that she's offering um, to the minority community. These women are actually look like you or I and are doing the work, but they're not just in these positions, but still doing white and upholding white supremacy, even though they they're not taking on an overseer rule. So if we can't go to Planned Parenthood, we got to basically prop up organization and people that are that are really about it. Um, and it's peers that Leslie Welch and Plan C are about it. I did, as I said, I did in, in bed the whole um, interview with Demetria L. Lucas um, and Nicole Moore because how they treated her and others like her. And it's a, uh, a system or uh, a... Um, it appears to be a pattern of behavior that's been propagated over the last decade. 
um, and they're still doing it and still allowed to do it. Hopefully she'll get every dime that she asked for. They get censured um, and they need, they're going to either come up off the cast cash and a lot of people um, need to be fired, including everybody in that HR department, because they hold in a position and they're not actually about human service, human resources. They are about uh, maintaining the status quo and getting the check and not doing the work. That makes me sick. So that she basically verbalizes what happened to her. Um, however, um, we need to be about other organizations that are really about it, about that life and are actually doing the work and out, out here protecting and expanding the services to protect our reproductive rights. And it appears that Planned Parenthood ain't it, but maybe Plan C and the Leslie Welsh's of the world are it. So that's how we're going to end this episode. And I'm going to end it with a a positive word. I used to scoff at people making this statement because maybe because of its simplicity or maybe because it sounded more like an admonishment that I was being everything but kind. But then when I started investigating it for myself, that's when I realized that I was confusing politeness with kindness. Politeness is a fake superficial manner in which there's no required investment, no self-reflection. But being kind is an adjective. It is, on, it is an action. If you're kind to yourself first, it's like exercise memory. You will continue and be kind to others. Let that sit with you for a while. I'm going to try to be kind to myself. I'll be kind to others. It's very simple, and you got to repeat it. Lean into the spirit of a new year by counting your blessings, giving to others, and spreading happiness. I know I will. And this episode or this podcast is my means to spread joy and happiness and light and enlightenment. There's so much going on with aggression and um, just meanness. But if I can leave you with one small positive thought, start your day with that that can change everything for you and and just basically change your day don't forget to check out dale's angels inc for the notes on this podcast as well as other works by cqm in um that are and other contributors that are in work or in um being edited right now um also, check out my Instagram feed, Tenfro is Reading. You can check me out on Facebook, Tenfro is Reading Book Club, as well as my YouTube channel, Tenfro is Reading and Eating. And what I'm just chatting and streaming um, at TV Food Wine Girl on Twitter. Uh, navigate to Writer's Block Coffee or shipabagaddicts.com. Use my promo code Tenfro Coffee or Tenfro Got Jokes, respectively, to get a percentage off of your order don't forget to drop me a line at temporalwizreading at gmail.com um, all non-trolling messages may be actually uh, read online and you can do the same if you are in Podbean or Anchor or wherever you listen to the podcast and again 
shedding light and positivity. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Until next time, bye.